to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so, so overjoyed to have you here with me. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for all of your continued support. Wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, I hope that you're doing absolutely amazing. I just want to make the world better one dish at a time. So take the opportunity today and just do a kindness for yourself. Spread a little love and kindness and goodness out there into the world. Thank you so, so much for being here. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about comfort food. American comfort food does not get better, I don't think, than Sloppy Joe's. (laughs) Sloppy Joe's, which, of course, in in traditional Nick fashion, because I am me, I had to extra them up just a little bit. What does that mean, necessarily? You'll find out in the back half of the show. A super huge shout out and a thank you once again to the amazing, amazing listeners I have over on Good Ponds, keeping me at number three on the food charts, both the indie and the regular food charts, and number six in self-improvement. It means the absolute world to me. I can't tell you every time I get these emails, every time I get the notifications, I'm still shocked. I'm just still shocked that my show is resonating so much with so many people out there. So just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of your continued support, your ratings and reviews on good pods or wherever you're listening to this. It means the absolute world to me. So if you are someone who's enjoying the show and you really want to help me continue to spread the words of kindness, goodness, positivity, and scratch-made food, then please rate and review me wherever you found this show. We are pretty quickly winding down on season four of the show, which is going to end on November 23rd. I'm headlong into NaNoWriMo. I'm over 6,000 words in after just two days, which is double where I should be. So I'm kind of out of the gate swinging really, really hard. So unfortunately, this episode is a little bit delayed. I do apologize for that. Uh, I am going to get up the episodes as soon as I'm able to get them up, basically. But I'm kind of dedicating the majority of my energy into my NaNo project. So if they are delayed by a day or two here or there, I do just ask for your patience and your forgiveness. I'm just trying to get everything I can done on the quickest timetable that I can, basically. Uh, Threw in that mile challenge so far, 1.92 miles going in the walking challenge, which is great. And I've only got six classes left in my second 30-day yoga journey, which seems crazy to me. It seems like unbelievable to me that we're going to be wrapping up on two months now, which 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 is sort of unbelievable. But I, I just, again, want to thank you all for, for all of your amazing support on social media or reaching out to me, you know, and, and, and I get messages periodically where I feel often, and, and this is just something that I always, always, always feel like, it's like, do I make any difference? Do people notice me? Do people notice the things that I do or anything like that? And 
I get just messages periodically from people just, you know, telling me how much I'm inspiring them, how amazing it is to see me like so driven and working so hard to achieve those goals. And and even if I don't reply to them, I do want you to know that I do see them and they mean the absolute world to me. So thank you. And please keep them coming because and this kind of is a blanket thing for like, especially indie creators across the board. Like we, we thrive on the meager amount of, of interaction we tend to get back sometimes. So whatever it is, if you're enjoying it, if you love it, let us know. Cause I promise you, I promise you so much. There is, there is not a, a single time when we're not overwhelming with gratitude overwhelming overwhelmed with gratitude for for all of your amazing kindness love and support just thank you thank you thank you so much it it means everything this month's patreon charity i just wanted to let you know has been selected and already paid back in october uh it was for gamers outreach gamers outreach so hermitcraft the minecraft smp that i watch quite frequently they put together a charity event where they raised over 430 440 something in that neighborhood for gamers outreach which is this wonderful service that you know builds these video game carts that can be taken into hospitals and they're kept in the hospitals and you know they just take a video game cart to these kids like kids with cancer kids with you know severe debilitating illnesses where they have to spend a lot of time in the hospital they have access to these video game carts where they can get a little bit of normalcy for for a few hours you know here and there instead of just having to kind of stare at the hospital walls and wait for nurses to come and poke and prod them for things you know it's just like such a wonderful thing to kind of you know lift a lift a child's mood who you know might be you know ill with whatever i just thought that was such a wonderful wonderful cause so a 100 donation went from nikolai's kitchen and myself uh that was the october and november donations and i doubled that because i thought that was just such a a wonderful wonderful cause so uh you know thank you so much to scar especially scar was the main person that really spearheaded and put that thing together but uh, it was a really fun stream to watch too they played just like a ton of mini games and everything in 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 the in the the rush for donations and everything like that and it was just a really amazing event to see so i'm really 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 glad to have donated to that this month we're going to swing over into the positivity segment here. Now, this positivity segment was recorded back during my September charity live stream that we did for AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So you'll notice that the energy on it is a little bit different because I was streaming while I was recording it. It is going to be talking about suicide and about some of my struggles with uh, you know, suicide and about suicide awareness. So please keep that in mind. But on the other side of the positivity segment, we're going to be talking about Slobby Joe, Slobby, Slobby Joe. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so, so much for all that you do for me. Just thank you. If me sitting here talking, if one person ever, and I, and I really very sincerely mean this, if one person ever, and I mean ever, is having, is, is in crisis and is thinking, I don't have anything to live for. I don't care. I don't want to live anymore or anything like that. I want them to know that they have 
that they have support out there, that there are people who care about them, that they do have, they do have support and that, you know, they are not alone no matter what, because I've been there. And I, and I know that a lot, a lot of people have been there where they've either either contemplated suicide, attempted suicide, or at the very least just gave up, kind of had a hopelessness to them and a despair and just didn't want to live anymore. If one single person ever tunes into something that I do, listens to my show, watches me do these streams, whether it be this or another stream, my content over on YouTube or whatever, and decides that they have that that gives them a reason to live, that that gives them a reason to believe, that that gives them a, a reason to hope that things can get better, then it's worth it. Then every single minute of it is worth it, no matter what, because, you know, it was leaning on. And I mean, I know I know she has a migraine and I don't I don't want her to spend too much time looking at a bright screen because I'm sure that's wreaking havoc on her migraine. Heather, I'm so sorry. I hope you feel better soon. But it was people like Heather that brought me through when I was in despair, when it was 2017, 2018, 2019, and I didn't want to live anymore. And I, I literally, I literally felt like I had no reason to live at all. You know, I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. I started eating myself to death. I never attempted suicide. I never got to that point, but... I ate with reckless abandon, 7,000, 8,000, 10,000 calories a day. Junk food, just bags and bags, family-sized bags of candy and junk and all sorts of stuff because I didn't want to live anymore. I was so miserable. I was so miserable. I felt so unhappy and I felt like I had nowhere to go. I had nothing to do. I was never going to get out of this. And it was leaning on people like Heather, you know, who, you know, did a show called sunshine and power cuts where she, you know, talked about finding your worth, discovering your worth, getting outside and connecting with nature, remembering how amazing you are thinking about how amazing, how good you are, how much you have to offer the world, how beautiful and, and how amazing we all are. And how beautiful and amazing everything out there in the world is. Like, I love just having this on the thing behind me. This is like a mile from my house. This right here. This is uh, this is at Cornell. You know, and I, and I think now, like, I reflect back on those times. I reflect back on those times and the hopelessness and the despair that I felt and how empty and how alone I felt all the time. And it was because of people like Heather that I made it through because of listening to her show endlessly on repeat, like the, like the, Seven Days of Sunshine challenge. The Seven Days of Sunshine was uh, was uh, was uh, repeatedly over and over and over again. Listened to it on repeat over and over and over again. Went outside at work when I was on when I was at work. I went outside on my breaks and I walked around the parking lot and I let the sun hit me and I listened to what she said and I breathed, took deep breaths and just tried to focus on the good things in my life. It didn't solve any of the problems that I was having. Okay. It didn't solve, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't make it so any of the problems that I had suddenly disappeared. Okay. But it did make me realize that there was something worth fighting for. There was something worth living for. There was something worth doing. There was something worth being, you know, and 
that started to shift me into a better mindset. And it shifted me out of that mindset of, I don't want to be here anymore. And it shifted me into a mindset of, I've got a lot, I've got a tough road ahead. I've got a lot of tough things that I've got to deal with, but I'm grateful to be alive, you know? And I know I've talked about this on the show as well before, but it was my friend, John dying. He was 39 years old when he died and he was only about a year older than me at the time. And I was turning 39 later that year. I was over well over 400 pounds at that point. I was a, 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 a planet of a man, you know, because of how little care I was taking of myself. And he went into the ground and that was kind of the event really. And like, it was, it was things, like I said, like, especially in, in 2017, 2018, like I tell Heather this all the time whenever she's on for live stream for the cure or whenever I have opportunity, she saved my life. She did. Cause if I hadn't had that resource, if I hadn't had somebody out there and she wasn't talking to me, she was just, she was just putting that energy out there into the world because she wanted somebody to hear it and somebody to hear it and to know that they have value and to, and to find positivity and goodness and light and sun and, and, and warmth in nature and connect with the beautiful things in the world and in life around us. And, um, it was, and it was because of all of that, that I'm still here. You know, when John died, that was kind of my snap to be like, Nick, you've still got so much to live for. So it committed to drop the sugar and I was working in the office at that point. That was before the pandemic. So I was going to the gym at my office every single day after work. I'd work, I'd work overtime most of the time. And then I'd get right down into the basement there at work and I would work out for an hour at least. An hour at least every time, you know? And, you know, then, you know, you get to like September, October, like September or whatever, and my marriage falls apart, you know? And I won't pretend like I'm not still dealing with a lot of different things from that. You know, especially the, like, it's always, it's always been one of the most nagging things in, in here, in my head that I'm not good enough for people that I'm not good enough for anybody, you know? And that only kind of just like magnified that like intensely, but it was a very toxic marriage and it was just full of nothing but negativity and everything. It was a very, very good thing for me that it ended because it meant that I got to start my life kind of anew. And in the wave of that kind of transformation of my life, I was like, I can do one of two things. I can wallow. I can sink back to this point, to this place that I was at in 2017, 2018, where I felt like I had nothing to live for. And I just didn't want to be here anymore. Didn't want to live anymore. Or, or I could dedicate myself to trying to make the world a better place in whatever, whatever microscopic corner of the world that I can touch. If I can make the world somehow better in some way, then I wanted to do it. 
So that's why I focus nowadays on positivity, on positive energy, on trying to make the world a better place, trying to make your life better. If you're somebody who's watching this or if you're somebody who's listening to this, all I want to do is to make your life better. And I know it's a cheesy catchphrase for the show, but like I talk about wanting to make your life better one dish at a time. And that's what I do when I cook, too. Like when I put food in front of somebody, it's a very personal thing for me. If I've spent so much time working on it, it's a very personal thing for me because I'm giving you a piece of me, you know? And be it the positivity segments, be it the food segments, be it whatever, whatever it is about Nikolai's kitchen that that makes your life better or whatever it is. Maybe you're not even in Nikolai's kitchen. Maybe you don't even care about the content I make. Maybe you just care about me. Maybe you're just here for me. But I apply, I approach the, I approach it from the same, I approach my life from that direction, no matter what it is. No, that's always the way that I approach life. I want to make your life better in some way or another, whoever you are, whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, all I want to do is make your life better in some way, in some way. This isn't going to solve all of your problems. Listening to this show right now, whatever, when you're listening to this, you're watching it as a, whatever it is, it's not going to solve all of your problems right now. It's not going to make all of them go away. But if it gets you to remember to close your eyes, to close your eyes and just take a couple of deep breaths and just and realize the value that you have to this world. Realize the good that you can do in this world. Realize the lives that you touch, the lives that you make better just by existing, just by being who you are. Like, I mean that very seriously. Like, take a moment right now. Take a moment right now and think about one person, two people, five people, ten people, however many people it is. Because somebody out there, somebody's life is better because you're here. Somebody's life is better because of who you are and because of what you give to them, because of how much you love them. Just take a few moments, take, take it, take a, take a couple, whatever it is, even if it's a fleeting moment today, right now, think about that person and smile because you make a good positive difference in this world. And when you have so many different things happening in your life, when your life is beset by negativity, when you're struggling, when there are a lot of tough things that you're working through, when there are a lot of tough things that you're going through, it's remembering all of the other good things that are happening in your life. It's not despairing and thinking that you don't have anything to live for. I talked last time on the show or last week or whenever, whenever the show was published in relation to this, but I talked about living versus surviving. Are you living or are you just surviving day to day? Are you just doing whatever you have to do to scrape your way through one day or another? And if you have to just survive, it's okay. It's okay. Because some of us, we all, we all got to do it some days. 
Some days are challenging. Life is challenging. Life is hard. Life will throw so much at you. It's okay. But live. Really, really try to live every day. Focus on some good thing. Focus on just trying to do one good thing in a day. Focus on a day. Like, think positively toward a day. And when you change your mindset, when you really focus on a positive mindset, on not just being negative about everything and, 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 and complaining about everything and attacking people and doing all these different negative things, when you approach life with a positive mindset, when you approach life with, with positivity in mind, it's amazing exactly what you're able to do. And it's, it, it amazes you, like it, it'll open and, and, and kind of expand your mind and show you what you're truly capable of. And it'll really, really help you to get at the root of all of the other things that you've got going on too, you know? And I talk to, I talk to friends of mine and I talk to different people that I know intermittently and it always breaks my heart when, when, you know, friends of mine will tell me that they're a failure or they feel like a failure because some aspect of their life has fallen apart and you're not a failure. Failing does not make you a failure. I, I talked to a friend of mine recently who, who, who had talked about the very thing that I'm, I'm raising money for tonight. Like, you know, uh, my friend had said that, you know, they've, they've been struggling so much and everything has been so, so hard that they didn't want to live anymore, you know? And, and, and I've, I've kind of taken it upon myself to just, just check in with them a little bit more frequently and, and, you know, to let them know, to make sure that, that I let them know that they're loved, that they're important, that they matter to me and that they matter to this world. And that's something like, no matter what, you've got time to play a game on your phone. You've got time to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is during a day. You've got time for that. You've got time to check in with people. You've got time to check in and say, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you exist. And you make such a good, positive difference in my life. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. It means the world to me. All of you watching, all of you listening, wherever, whenever, you are the whole entire world to me. And I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Just, you mean the world to me. Thank you so, 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 so much. And for that matter, Heather, you are loved and you matter and you light up the world. And Casey, you are loved and you matter and you light up the world. Jared, man, like, and you know, like talking about people that like that saved my life, like Jared, Jared knows and Deb, Deb's not here. Dan, you are loved and you matter and you light up the world. I know that's what you were saying. Don't you dare too bad. I love you, Dan. You know, I do. You, Jared, 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 Jared been there for, you know, for end, end of 2019, beginning of 2020, like right at, right when my marriage ended, like, uh, Jared, Jared had been there for some of those Twitch streams when I was just drinking bourbon on stream and just like, you know, like crying on stream, like, oh my God, how many times Jared, <laughs> how many times, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, 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 for people like you who, 
who have just been steadfast friends and supporters and, and, you know, have, have been here to, to help me realize just, you know, how amazing everybody in the whole world is. And like, you know, how amazing the world around me truly is, you know? And like I said, I still, I still struggle with a lot of stuff. I really do, but you know, I'm grateful too. I'm really, really grateful for so much for so much. And like I said, like I said, I talked about it a little bit ago, but, but you know, like I said, it, if, if, if I hadn't, if I hadn't been here and, and just think about it, like life seems so short, but just try to think about all the stuff you've done over the past, like three years of your life. Try to quantify that, like all of the different things that you've done, all the people that you've met, all the people, the fun times and great times. And I know granted the pandemic and all that, so I get it, but you know, like all the good things, all the amazing things that have happened to you in the past, just three years and all the different people that you touched during those times and all the different people that, because you lit up their world, they were able to light up someone else's world. Now imagine if that light was gone. Imagine if you took that away. Like number one, like I think about it now, like I think about like, God, how much I would have missed out on. And I know like in an existential way, like life wouldn't have happened the way that it happened because that wouldn't have been the way life was. So it would have been a completely different set of things or whatever, but I'm grateful that I'm here. I'm grateful that I'm here. and I'm grateful that all of you are here too. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. Now, if you like the show, if you love what I do, then you can help me out by going to wherever you're listening to this, wherever on the wide, wide world of podcasting apps, you're listening to this show right now and leave me a five-star rating and review. It really does help me. You got to play that algorithm game, got to engage with the show, leave comments, ratings, five-star reviews, all that kind of stuff in order to get me into more ears with my messages of scratch made food and positive energy. So if you love the show and you want to help me out in a big way, I would really appreciate it. And thank you so, so much in advance. Today on the show, we're going to talk about really, I mean, especially growing up here in the States, because I think it was David Powell commented when I posted this. He's like, what on earth is that? Is it bolognese on a bun? And I, I couldn't say no, because it sort of is. It sort of is. Uh, American comfort food, like absolute staple. I know I had these growing up all the time had them in school all the time got addicted to manwich for like the longest time like when i was younger and then i would start to kind of do my thing where whenever i would make something i would always dress it up with some fresh onions fresh peppers fresh garlic things of that nature kick up the flavor a little bit add some fresh ingredients in there until once upon a time back during the restaurant days 
those of you who might not know, that was a food show I had back when I was still on Epic Film Guys back in like 2017, 2018. And I gave a crack at homemade Sloppy Joes for the first time. Sloppy Joes, Sloppy, Sloppy Joe. You know, get to DMCA takedown. <laughs> sure. Sloppy Joes. Now, I think that was probably the last time I had had or made Sloppy Joes was that exact time. And I know I've always wanted to revisit it on this show. I've always wanted to make it again, but I just haven't been able to bring myself to do it for some reason. I don't know what that reason is, but I think it's because I just didn't remember that episode or that recipe from restaurant very fondly. It just wasn't a very good recipe from my recollection and i i don't yeah i i couldn't i couldn't do it so i haven't had sloppy joe's since until i unearthed my recipe and completely tore it down and reconstructed it from the ground up it it's not it wasn't good guys it wasn't it, it wasn't good so I did some recipe research. I started doing a lot of different studying about different things that different people incorporate into Sloppy Joe's. And of course, this is something that I've eaten a lot. So I really know what I'm looking for in there. This is kind of a savory flavor bomb. Is it bolognese on a bun? Sort of, sort of, but it's more of a ketchup based meat sauce or barbecue based meat sauce than it is a straight up like, you know, just marinara meat sauce or like, you know, a, a, a hearty meaty spaghetti sauce or something like that. It's got a lot more flavor packed into it. You've got a good sweet, almost stickiness to it. Like a barbecue sauce. You've got that kind of nice kind of sharpness from a vinegar, from a ketchup, from a barbecue sauce, things of that nature. I like to use Worcestershire in mine. You'll see it in the recipe. There's mustard in this. So you've got some good tang and some good umami in there. A lot of different flavors kind of bombarding the palate all at once. It's a really, really, really great sandwich. But of course, this is Nikolai's Kitchen. Our mantra is everything from scratch. So in rebuilding the recipe, now most most of the sloppy joe recipes I found were all ketchup based. You can do ketchup and varying degrees of other ingredients. So of course I decided to make my own ketchup. <laughs> of course, of course I did. Because I'm me, and this is what I do. Now, before I moved to Ithaca, I found at the grocery store, like right down the road from my place in Endicott, I found true made foods, no sugar added veggie ketchup. This is a ketchup that was not just made from tomatoes, but also you had carrots and all sorts of other different vegetables in there. <sighs> Let me tell you what an amazing, amazing ketchup, no added sugar, but it still had such a good, beautiful depth of flavor and a nice sweet, but not too sweet kind of thing going on with it. So when I decided to make my own ketchup, I didn't and, and I, of course, I, me, I'm super extra, obviously I should have been, and could have been satisfied just sticking it to, a, you know, a, a basic ketchup recipe, but instead I decided I was going to try to riff on a veggie ketchup and I was going to add things like zucchini. I was going to add things like carrots. I finally used the rest of the basil that I had growing out on my back deck. All the rest of my basil got thrown into this guy. 
scallions from a back deck also got thrown into this homemade ketchup. And I guess there's really two ways that I can kind of look at this ketchup too, because on the one hand, I was making this ostensibly to use it as a base for sloppy joes. My initial recipe, the recipe that I put together, I kind of kept adding vinegar to it for some reason. We've talked about this a million times on the show before. My brain will get stuck in whatever autopilot mode it gets into when I'm in the kitchen, and I won't really think too critically about something that I need to change. Now, when I finished it and when I when I got all the veggies cooked down, there's carrots in it. Uh, you know, I softened them up in water first because I wanted them to be nice and soft. So I just kind of boiled them in water before I added them to this. There was a zucchini in there. Just chopped that up, skin and all, chunked it right in there cooked this whole thing together, but when I pureed it down, when I blended it down, it was still really, really thick. So I added more vinegar to it to try to balance it out. Now it probably needed a little bit more of the vinegar that I added to it. It's apple cider vinegar too. So it's vinegar that's got like a, like a sock in the mouth kind of punch to it. But instead it kind of, it, it was too much. I ended up adding too much to it. And this kind of ends up informing and permeating into the sloppy joes that we'll talk about in a little bit here. Don't be like me when you're in the kitchen. Don't get in that autopilot mode where your brain just switches off and you just don't even think critically about what it is you're doing. Take the time, pause, think. This sauce is a little bit too thick. How can I thin this out? I'm deliberately pausing here because that's what you should do. You got to pause. You got to think my brain will immediately instead. I'll be like, Oh my God, the sauce is too thick. What am I going to do? Vinegar. I already put vinegar in it. We got to put more vinegar in it. Let's put vinegar in it. And before I know it, there's already more vinegar in it. I can't undo that. <sighs> should have just gone with some water, just a little bit of water to, to help thin it out. But other than that, like really, and I, and I mean this very, very sincerely, this turned out, really, really good. A good rich depth of flavor. There's a lot of different things going on in this. You got ginger in this. You've got ground mustard in this. I put a little bit of smoked paprika in this because I wanted a little bit of smoky spice going on in this. Really, really wonderful ketchup. Uh, I had it with some fries the other day. It's just a really, really wonderful bite and it offers so much more than your kind of basic tomato ketchup does. So I'm really, really grateful for that. Do I want to try to make just like a classic version of a, of a tomato ketchup at some point, probably. And honestly, what I would recommend, if you're somebody who is thinking about making sloppy joes, just try it with normal ketchup first with the caveat. This has been a big gripe of mine on this show since its inception. Do not get normal, like normal Heinz ketchup. If you're here in the States anyway, normal Heinz ketchup. Don't do it because it's made with high fructose corn syrup, which is poison. It is the worst thing you can put in your body. Get simply Heinz or get no sugar added Heinz or check your labels, read your labels in grocery stores. That's just kind of something that I just kind of like really would like to drill down for everybody. Read your labels. Don't ever eat anything with high fructose corn syrup in it. It is literally poison, literally poison. It will kill you. Do not eat it ever. So I made the ketchup and then, like I said, I took my original, if you guys are ever interested in it, I can throw it up over on the, on the news uh, feed or somewhere, wherever, but I took my original recipe, completely stripped it down and then went back to basics. First basic here, let the heat hit the meat. 
haven't had a chance to say that on the show in a while, but I really, really mean it. Let the heat hit the meat. And this is something that would be really, really good too. Like you could make sloppy joes like my vegetarian friends out there. You could do this with vegetables. Like get some more zucchini and things like that and just sear it off. Make it with like a nice vegetable medley or something like that. You could do so many good things and keep this vegetarian too. You don't necessarily have to do it with ground beef, but typically if you're making a normal, like classic sloppy joe, you do it with ground beef. So I broke up that ground beef and I put it on a plate and I got butter and oil really, really hot in the pan. And I just slid that beef in there, seasoned it before it went in the pan. And then I let it sit there. You let it sit there and you see that grayness starting to creep up over the top of it. Resist the urge. This is why I broke it up on the plate ahead of time. Because people, what they'll do, they have a tendency to take ground beef and, you know, you throw a pound of it. Say you've got it in a, in a container and it's a square. I had mine in a container. That's why I say a container. And it was square. It was just a big square clump of ground beef. And they'll have a tendency to throw that into the pan and then just sit there with a spoon breaking it apart while it's cooking. Okay, but what you really want to do in this kind of a circumstance, because it, what you're going to do is you're going to leach out a lot of fat pretty quickly. And you want to try to develop as much flavor and caramelize as much of that meat as you possibly can. Really, really crust up as much of that meat as you possibly can. So break your meat up on a plate ahead of time. Season it. Get that pan mid-high heat, butter and olive oil. Get it nice and hot and then slide that meat right in there and let the heat hit the meat. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Let that grayness start to creep up over the signs. Okay. You're going to start to smell that beautiful caramelization of meat in your kitchen. That aroma is one of my favorite aromas in the kitchen. When that meat doesn't just turn gray, it starts to brown, it starts to brown. Okay. Once you hit that point, once you can smell that and that grayness, like it started to kind of creep up over the top half of those pieces of beef, that's when you flip. Okay. That's when you flip and you flip once for something like sloppy Joe's. And, and this goes with anything that takes ground beef as like a base component. We're talking like tacos, any kind of like, uh, like, 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 uh, like beef and noodles dish, anything like that. Okay. Then you flip it over. You're going to have that nice brown, like dark brown caramelization, that crust forming on all those different clumps of ground beef. Flip them over, okay? And then don't touch it. Let the heat hit the meat, okay? Then, then, after a couple more minutes, then start to break it apart, okay? And another thing that you don't want to do, especially with something like Sloppy Joe's, anything like this, you don't want the beef to cook all the way because you don't want it to dry out. You want it to retain some of that fat because you want to get that into the base sauce that you're making, okay? So when the beef is like three quarters of the way cooked through, okay? And then at this point, once you've let the heat hit the meat, once you've kissed both of it on both sides and you got a nice crust going, then break it up as much as you need to. And then you want to drain it, Okay, because you don't want all that excess fat. Don't drain it down your sink. I actually put a pan in the bottom of my sink and captured it all because I wanted to save some of that beef fat, that butter, that oil. And then I used it to cook down my veg after I was done. Okay, and I know like I just sat here and talked about browning ground beef, but it's it's one of those things that, you know, 
people will tend to just throw, you know, like, like a, like it's a square clump of it, or like you say, you froze it in a Ziploc bag and it's just flat, the shape of the bag. And then, you know, you turn on the pan, you get the pan hot and you start searing everything and you just throw the meat in there and you the whole time it's in there. You're just stirring, breaking it apart, stirring, breaking it apart, stirring, breaking it apart. And that whole time you're never, never, never forming that crust, never caramelizing anything. Let the heat hit the meat. And after that, it's just a matter of kind of bringing your veg together, getting all that stuff together. And then you get your beef back in the pan, you get all your other ingredients back in there. And then this whole thing becomes this super beautiful symphony. Okay. What I'm going to recommend, I made this, I wrote down the amounts that I thought I was going to need in there. And then I kind of had to adjust things on the fly, add some of this, add some of this, add some of this. And I've made the adjustments to my recipe to account for that. Okay. But if you're somebody who maybe you see the recipe and you're like, Ooh, Dijon mustard, I don't know how that's going to really play. Swap it out for yellow mustard. You want that tang in there. So you've got to do something with some kind of mustard, but if you're not necessarily a fan of Dijon mustard, you're worried that might add a little bit too much spice to it or something like that. Swap out yellow mustard. Okay. Cut back things like the dark brown sugar or the Worcestershire. Okay. And then if you feel like, oh, this could use just a little bit more sweetness because this really should almost tip over into a barbecue sauce. It's not quite there. It's not quite there, but you should really have a little bit of a sticky sweet kind of kind of thing going on with this. Okay. But then you should have that beautiful, like bomb of flavor that comes with Worcestershire. You should really get that flavor in there as well. Okay. So cut back like all the seasonings and everything like that. Uh, like the sauces and stuff cut half to half of that stuff whenever you're putting it together and then add the rest to taste. That's kind of what I would recommend because you might get to the point where I had it at first and be like, Oh, this is perfect. Just the way it is. For me, I had a little bit more Worcestershire and a little bit more dark brown sugar because I really, really wanted those flavors to kind of explode. But also, also I was trying to counteract some vinegar in that ketchup. And this is where I think like, and I so much am all about the everything from scratch thing. I love making everything from scratch. I really do. But sometimes it can be detrimental. Sometimes I can be a little bit too extra sometimes. And Rebecca calls me out on this all the time. And I'm grateful that she does. Sometimes you can add too much to something. Okay. And then it kind of becomes too much and the palate gets confused and there's all too many things going on. I think that's one of the things that happened here. Next time I make sloppy joes, I'm still going to make homemade ketchup, but I think I'm going to simplify my ketchup, strip it down to its base components. Okay. And then I'm going to make the same sloppy joes again, because I guarantee you like the rest of the different seasonings and everything that get added into this, it's going to completely change the game. It's going to be completely different than it should have been. If you've never made sloppy joes, if you've never had sloppy joes, you're somewhere outside of the United States, you never even heard of it before. I promise it's like, it's legitimately one of the, the American comfort food staples. Absolutely must. And kids, kids love this kind of thing. If you got kids because it's messy, it's messy. There's called sloppy joes for a reason. You know, it gets everywhere. It makes a big mess. Kids love things to make messes. You know, and it's got like that sticky, sweet, barbecue kind of thing. But you also, like, this is a dish, like nothing for nothing. But if you want to sneak a whole bunch of healthiness and you want to sneak some vitamins or whatever else into their food, chuck some healthy stuff in this too, because you're going to chop it up and you're going to add it in here and it's going to be buried in this bombardment of amazing flavors. 
It's fantastic. Give this a try. Check out the recipe in the show notes. Both the ketchup and the sloppy joe recipes are going to be in the show notes for this episode. I thought about doing the ketchup as like its own kind of separate thing. And then I was like, nah, just put it in the whole thing. It's fine. And that's going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I hope that you're doing so, so amazing. My gratitude for you is absolutely endless. I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen to this. And the most, the most that I can possibly ask is if you enjoyed this show, share it with somebody else, share it with somebody else who really loves food or who just really, really loves positivity. I want to thank you so, so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Well, thank you so much to Chris, M, and Sam. And a special shout out to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Kitchen.